Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global... What up, High Fivers? Uh, this is your boy, Hi-Fi Tom, and his uh, not-so-triumphant return. And I've got my uh, my good friend Will here on the other side of the com- uh, country, uh, hanging out with his uh, his new cat daughter, Blanche. Maybe making an appearance. I don't know if we'll see if she shows up. Oh, real. Hi, pretty kitty. Yes, I know some. Oh, like I said it's starting to coming out a little bit. Brittany's Brittany has uh turned in for the night. The door's still open, so that's Blanche. I'll I'll pop up Mabel if Mabel no if Mabel uh. Skitters out. Yeah. Do they sleep with you guys yet? They'll jump up in the bed. They they cut they kind of box me in. Thing is though, is they're so small and I'm so big that I don't usually notice that they're like pawing at me and stuff. Yeah. Gosh, I remember um oh speak of the devil. Here's here's oh we got Mabel. I love the markings. Hi, Mabel. This is Mabel's a little snuggle, little snuggle bug. <laughs> but the the, the the torty nature does come out. She can be a help. Blanche is a little more of a hellraiser, like right now with my, my headphone cord. But uh, Blanche is like a, a parent in high with high school kids, you know, no closed doors. Mm-hmm. Problem is, so we got to. You kind of like back out the, the front door because she tries to make it out every time somebody goes yeah. in and out. Yeah, our cat, they'll run out like our apartment door, but they won't, won't run outside, so that's good. So, yeah, because I mean, we're just in a duplex, so we always let them run around the basement, so even though we're not supposed to, but I don't give a shit. I do what I want, so. um, yeah, but it's been an eventful couple of weeks, you know, since we last spoke on the on the Zoom here. So I know we're we're fresh. We're not in the can this week. No, yeah. So it was. Uh, we are fresh off some Ring of Honor, and we do have a very thorough yet difficult question of dishonor from our good fo- uh, friend Brundon. Shout out to Brundon. Um, let me read Brundon's question here. You know, I got it kind of memorized. And really, phone, I just had it up. God damn it. Who, ah. from 2012, would you have liked to have seen in ECW? And I say this did not, is, uh, is a difficult question because, honestly, um, there's a lot. Um, I mean, there's, I mean, this 2012... I mean, it does ring a little bit of, you know, late 90s ECW. Um, I mean, that's what Paul Heyman said, that if ECW had continued, it probably would have become something more like Ring of Honor. Yeah. Um, You know, and obviously the low-hanging fruit, um, obviously Mike Mondo. I mean, that that goes without saying for pretty much every question. Um, But, I mean, Kevin Steen... Obviously, would be money with that ECW title. Um, you can put that whole scum stable there, right? I mean, you're at Carino. Yeah. 
Um, obviously, Carino's an ECD um, alum. And then, obviously, the Briscoes. I mean, the Briscoes versus – The Briscoes could hang, yeah. Versus the Pitbulls, fucking forget about it. The Eliminators, get the fuck out of here. So, um, but there were um, there were some other ones. So, uh, kind of on the periphery, I would really like to see um, Roderick Strong and Kyle O'Reilly. We know, hey, you know, we know Adam Cole can bleed. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was I'm, I'm apologizing ahead of time for audio quality. I am I'm ditching the headphones. Whoa, big because of uh, if I don't, I feel like the laptop's gonna get yanked off where it's sitting right now. <laughs> it still sound great, so cool. Yeah, the only downside is the, the, the speakers aren't super loud on, on the laptop, so it, like. I try to watch New Japan and stuff like that on here, and it's like, Kevin Kelly, I can't hear you. You got to <laughs> speak up. Um, it's my beverage. Thank you. Yeah, and I did kind of chuckle because Brundon's first picks were uh, were Kyle O'Reilly or Charlie Haas. You know, I'm I'm kind of digging the kind of Charlie Haas that we're getting now. Yeah, we'll talk about him a little bit, you know, in a little bit later, but. Uh, yeah, and then he said, yeah, Steen and Jacobs, obviously, Briscoe is strong. Uh, but someone I didn't – and Adam Cole, like you mentioned, but someone I didn't even think of, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking, be perfect, team up with New Jack. Fucking homicide. <laughs> you imagine homicide and New Jack is a fucking take? Fucking forget about it. My first thought when I read that was Jimmy Jacobs. Yeah. Give him that goddamn spike. You know, and I mean that in the best way possible. Um, you know, obviously, you know, I don't I don't want to get canceled or anything here, but obviously you put Davy Richards versus Chris Benoit. Just saying. Yeah. Um, but my but my two sleeper picks, so kind of stretching a little bit, I thought would be a lot of fun. Uh, my first pick would actually be. Uh, we'll see them soon. Is uh, CNC Wrestle Factory? I think they would be a lot of fun against you know like Sabu and RVD, um, you know, or teams like that. And the other one, just as over the top personality and athleticism, just being a cocky prick, I think Heyman would have been great with Mike Bennett. I mean, he would have been kind of great the same same kind of way he is now. I mean, yeah, people chant CM Punk at him. People, yeah, like he would play that straightly. Like, do you guys want to see like chairs? Do you guys want to see this? And I was like, no, we're not, we're not doing that. Yeah. Oh, you want to see my hot ass girlfriend? Oh, too bad. So, yeah. Um, that that I mean that it was it. Listen, it's tough because there's there's so many. There's not many people. In 2012 Ring of Honor, I wouldn't like to see. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go with Bennett and CNC Wrestle Factory as my two kind of sleeper picks. So, you got any more matchups you'd like to see? No, I think we've named just about the entire roster short of uh, Eddie Edwards. And the Guardians of Truth. And the Guardians of Truth. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Kyle O'Reilly would have been perfect. I mean, can you imagine Kyle O'Reilly and Lance Storm? <laughs> 
you know, obviously we can imagine Mike Bennett and Landstorm now, but well, yeah. Well, Brunden, once again, good looking out. Our high fiver number one, um, you know, for uh, for your question of dishonor. And real quick, uh, while I'm putting people over, I do want to put over um, our friends, uh, Dan Griffin and uh, UTT Rob over at Unbooking the Territory. Um, their episode this week, they reviewed the oldest televised wrestling match from 1913. Fucking loved it. So I will put the I'll put the the link in uh, the episode notes and everything here. But that is a great listen. Um, it's on YouTube. You know, the match is almost older than my dad. Um, it was a lot of fun, you know, and it, it's something different. So I think everyone should check it out. So, yeah, that's all I got right now, Will. So you got anything here before we take our first uh, Bucky Zoom break because we spent half an hour in uh, pre-production? Uh, no, not really. Shouts out my honor club works again. So, yeah. That's my big Ring of Honor current events. Honor yeah. Club back, back in action. Yeah. So, all right, high fivers. We will see everybody in a couple seconds. Uh, we'll all see you in about two minutes. Yep. All right, we are back. Um, we have once again, Brendan. Thanks for the the question of dishonor. Uh, but we are going to start off with uh, episode forty eight of Ring of Honor TV. Will episode. 48. That's crazy to think. We're almost 50 episodes of this TV show already. So, original air date, October 18th, 2012. Um, and we start off real quick with a quick promo. Um, you know, with, uh, you know, Red Titus getting the living shit kicked out of him by Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team. Um, and then they end up winning. So, that's when they win the belts. And then, uh, as we've talked about previously, we know they've had to rescind those belts. Uh, but they announced there will be a tag tournament. So we're going to have another tournament. So I'm sure Shining Words Tony's going to be super happy about that. So we got a, yeah, was it was eight teams. And two teams have mystery partners involved. And, and one team is a complete mystery. And one team, the Guardians of Truth, are, were just depicted as the, the two we announced. Uh, yeah. Promo picks. They don't even just get, they don't even get a chance to get their own uh, promo pictures done. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting. Yeah, we'll kind of go over that a little bit later, but see who uh, we think the mystery partners are going to be. But um, I do want to start off with our opening match, which I personally will was very excited to see. Um, yeah, suck it, Tony Khan. We opened up with a women's match. Yeah, and a very good one. Um, Sarah Del Rey, uh, which I mean, if for people who don't know, obviously she's associated with Kings of Wrestling, but. She is literally one of the baddest women in the world at this time. Um, and it is actually probably very key in uh, this women's revolution in WWE and NXT um, single-handedly. So I always said if they got rid of her, WWE would be fucked. But now that Triple H is back. But that's yeah, this is our Ring of Honor podcast. But uh, And this is our first chance to see Mia Yim in the ring. Um, obviously, looking at it with... With ten years later, I we already know Mia Yim's a badass. And in the most popular way, but this match just had a had a banger match at a Merton's, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Her and Gordon, Jordan Grace fucking killed it. So, um, another great pay per view. I think everyone should watch that too. By the way, um, former Ring of Honor champ Bandito tore it up with Ray Horus Hogan. 
Um, well, yeah. yeah, I know. That's how I roll. So, um, yeah, dude, this, this match was, it was awesome. Um, stiff as shit. Uh, Nigel and Kevin Kelly did a great job of cleaning up, you know, the embassy's disbanding and Mia's kind of out in limbo, you know, so, and she just wants, she really wanted to prove herself. So, um, yeah, and then there's the awkward comment, you know, that Prince Nan told Nigel that uh, Mia kicks like a mule, but he wasn't sure what he meant. Hint, hint. So it was awkward. It was, he's pretty sure he said she kicks like a mule. Or at least that's what he spoke to me, she said. So um, it's, it's Nigel. I don't know if they feed Nigel these lines. I don't know if this is just Nigel. But Mia's British. You know, um, but that's all I'm gonna say before I get myself any more trouble. Between between this and boiling point, we get plenty of Nigel. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, but at the end of the day, it's a real shame. There's no women's division. You know, there's just obviously there's yeah. you know, women, but I mean these these two I mean definitely made a great case for it. I mean that double knockout kicks to the face on both of them look stiffer and shit. So and that's like what they said when um it's Serena Deeb and Mercedes Martinez wrestle like these are women who are yeah around Ring of Honor, but there was no women's division at the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, you know, and part of me thought maybe Chris Hero is gonna make an appearance here, but um nonetheless, but uh end of the match though, Will, um uh, was Mia missed a, a flip from the top. Uh then Sarah. Holy shit, that axe kick. Wow. Um, yeah. Knocked her right the fuck out. So it's the kicks to educated feet, as JR would say. Yeah, for, for sure. So and then uh, you know, Sir um Sir Del Rey gets the win over Mia Yim. Uh Mia Yim looked great here. And then uh, you know, Bennett runs out, runs interference, and then Maria comes in, stabs her with a boot, tells her she's the queen of wrestling, bitch, blah 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 blah. So um yeah, all in all, um, I love the match. Will, you got any additional thoughts? No, I, it was very refreshing. Yeah. And unexpected. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, because we knew Sarah Del Rey is going to be wrestling at Boiling Point, um, but it was cool to give her, and it was, it was you know, it, I mean, it plays in the storyline of the embassy breaking up, and it gives me again, a chance to shine. So I loved it. It was awesome. Um, it it gave down. me that that no shit moment because it's like Mia Yim's coming out to wrestle. Yeah, we're getting a women's match on yeah. Ring of Honor television. So you know, and I, you know, we obviously benefit the, the benefit of hindsight at this point. But yeah, I mean, if that would have been 2012, I'm like, well, wow, the Valley is coming out to fight. But yeah, so um, then a quick uh, death before dishonor ad, and uh, you know, Adam Cole is playing um, the the good old American. You know, we'll get him, guy. The white, the white meat baby face, and um, it's still taking some getting used to. But man, his li- he was definitely talking with a lisp. Um, you know, and this is um, I don't know when this was filmed, but I mean, his lip is still pretty swollen. So, and uh, I wonder if this were him and Britt met. You know, he got his teeth knocked out and had to go to the dentist. So I don't know if that's where you know. So, cafe brother. I mean, oh, wait, I mean, who knows, so. Uh, but next, Will, we've got our favorite manager, Truth Martini, coming out with Rhino. 
Uh, and they tell you know, and Truth Martini just talking like Truth Martini does. Uh, you know, he just say, hey, Jim Cornette's got a scum problem. And uh, the solution for that problem has been there the entire time. Um, obviously, Truth Martini put it up much more eloquently than I did. Uh, but then Jim Cornette comes out and, uh, you know, and the truth tells Cornette he's stressed over. Um, I had to chuckle um, over Roly Poly, uh, Kevin Steen, uh, confused about gender. Truth Martini's words, not mine. I don't care. People do whatever you want. I wholeheartedly believe that. And then uh, the zombie zombie princess, the zombie princess, Jimmy Jacobs. And then he's like, uh, he's like the has been. He's like, oh, wait, I'm giving Carino too much trouble. The never been. Um, Awesome. You know, and and Cornette does it actually does a pretty. I mean, obviously, Jim Cornette cuts great promos, but I love the line where he's like, you know, once you follow the example of your head and come to a point. I thought that was pretty funny. So. Uh, who's Cornette on that one? Uh, Truth puts over Rhino, talks smack about Eddie Edwards. Uh, Cornette calls Truth the silver tongue devil. Eddie Edwards comes out, says words, and uh, they say it's gonna be a one on one match. Yeah, because they're they're one and one, so it's like yeah. Rhino's got to win over him, he's gonna win over Rhino. Yeah, you know, and they're both former world champions and everything, so you know, and the only Cornette's thing- like, oh no. I did not know this was coming. I guess I'm have an impromptu match. Yeah, these two so, guys already in their wrestling gear. Yeah, weird. Um, you know, and then they say if they want, he wants a winner. He wants a definitive winner, and uh, the winner's getting a title shot. But for that to happen, and sure it happens. It's got to be anything goes again. So, um, but good match. Um, you know, super solid. At the at the end of the day, uh, these two are really tailor made for each other. Um, Rhino's a big motherfucker, and he moves like a small little motherfucker. And uh, like I say all the goddamn time, very few people take an ass whipping like Eddie Edwards. Um, and Rhino put it on him. Um, you know, a couple stiff chair shots, uh, a couple ring bell shots, a pretty nasty sunset bomb. I mean. It didn't look like Rhino got his head tucked in. His head really smacked the shit out of those chairs. Um, but yeah, and then uh, Edwards deflects the gore twice. Uh, and then, Will, the end of the match, Truth Martini gets up on the apron, distracts Eddie Edwards. I don't know why people fall for that all the time. but uh, And then he just happens to walk in front of a uh, table that's set up in the corner. And... Uh, he got gored. I mean, that was impre- that was a fuck of a gore. He got destroyed. Um, they called the match. Yeah, right. I mean, right off the bat, um, Paul Turner calls a match uh, in uh, in Rhino's favor, and then they replayed it about forty two times. Um, yeah, you know, obviously that gives gives them an out. You know, Eddie Edwards can hold his head and say, "Hey, I never, I never got pinned. You know, I didn't tap out. They they called it so." Um, yeah, crowd popped, Kevin Kelly, Nigel McGinnis popped, and uh, the replay people popped. So, uh, yeah, what uh, what'd you think about this one, Will? I think you know, continuing the high from the first match, you know, I thought this is a good match. Jim Cornette calls uh, anything goes matches, like Teddy Long calls tag team matches with The Undertaker, yeah. 
You know, so if Cornette ever rips on Tony Khan for doing too many gimmick matches, you got no room to say anything. So, yeah, I'm really good. Uh, continuing the storyline. Oh, yeah, I mean, we did kind of mention in side note, but um, Rhino will be facing Kevin Steen. Or, I'm sorry, I just spoiled it. Sorry, high fivers. Uh, he's going to face the winner of Homicide versus Kevin Steen at Death Before Dishonor. So, Rhino versus one of those two should be interesting. So, yeah, if, it, if he gets, Steen's got to get through Homicide and he's got to get through Eddie Kingston at one point. Yeah, that's true. So, because every match Kevin Steen has titles on the line. No, yeah, no, every, yeah, it doesn't matter. So, um, yeah, and then real quick, uh, we go to Will's favorite part of the show inside the Ring of Honor or inside. Yeah, and then we talked about, yeah, you know, um, Rhino gets the winner. Uh, and they do mention the tag tournament. Uh, so the semi in uh, the semi and the finals of the tag tournament will be at Death Before Dishonor. Uh, but next week, we've got a really fun tag team match. We got CNC Wrestle Factory versus Young Bucks. And then it uh, looks like the week after that, we've got uh, the pieces of shit of truth, I mean, the Guardians of Truth. Uh, versus Rhett and his mystery partner. And then we get our favorites, the Bravados versus Charlie Haas. And his mystery partner. Um, any, th- um, any thoughts on who uh, either of these um, mystery partners could be? I don't really know. I don't really know enough about kind of earlier Rhett Titus that, to hazard a guess. And Charlie Haas, I don't know. I feel like Charlie Haas is going to be somebody who's not currently in Ring of Honor. Okay. I think it's going to be pulling somebody in from the outside. And you think I, Rhett- I don't? I don't remember exactly what he said, but he said something like, Says something about getting his own partner, how it's like, you know, this is what Jim Cornette decided on, so he's gonna live with it. Yeah. So so should be. You no, know, tag Ring of Honor excels in the tag team wrestling. Yeah. And then uh two weeks after that, we're gonna get uh Dem Boys versus Blackout. Um, I didn't get a chance to do any That's right. Shouts uh, out Blackout. Do you uh have you heard those names kind of ring a bell? I guess we, we we've seen them before. Okay. They've been on uh like proving ground matches. Episode, they've been on an episode of TV or one of the live events. Okay. I'm pretty sure they're the ones that we watched the show where they had like all the fans were in the crowd, like all the people in the crowd had their shirts. Yep, okay. Yep. So, so it's kind of cool they're getting the rub that they're obviously not gonna win. Yeah. But they're in the tournament. Yeah. Um, then a quick clip. Uh, Rhett's face adversary before, and Charlie Haas is angry. You know, he's like, fuck Kenny King. You know, he ran like a scalded dog. He's scared of us. Blah, 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 blah. So we shall see what happens. And then also next week, Will, um, we get Strong versus Champa versus Mondo versus Lethal versus Bennett versus TJP. And a six-way scramble match for the number one contender for the TV title. Who even has the TV title right now? 
Uh, that is. Oh, Adam Cole. Bay Bay. That's right. Yeah. So. I just uh, forgot he hasn't really been on TV much since. Uh, yeah. Weird. He has teeth kicked out. So. What happens? Um, but then we come to our main event. Um, quick episode. I mean, this thing really did fly by. If, if that's, you know, it's quality of matches. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Um, but yeah, we've got, you know, obviously we talked about earlier, we got Homicide uh, versus Kevin Steen. And, uh, we don't Kevin Steen match, so, you know, who's on the call, Will? One Stephen Carino. Yeah. And right away, he likes to apologize to uh, Nigel McGinnis. He said a lot of neat things. Uh, Nigel McGinnis is a super nice person. And he even saved him 25% off on his parents. So... Yeah, um, and then we find that Homicide uh, was one uh, that took Carino's ear. You know, I guess back it's a nine-year-old issue, and he still can't hear out of it. So, um, yeah, he gets on the mic, and once again, um, he says, you know, hey, Homicide, you used to hate Jim Cornout or Jim Cornette, and now you're his bitch. And Homicide's like, I'm not going for Jim Carino or for Jim Cornette, and he punches him. Yeah, he says, uh, you used to hate Jim, now you're doing his dirty work because I'm not doing this for Jim, I'm doing this for me. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, hot fire matches to start off, punch each other in the head a lot. Homicide's looking to be a two-time Ring of Honor champion. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Homicide gets knocked in the corner, and then uh, Steen distracts Todd Sinclair, and uh, Jacobs hits Homicide pretty hard in the, you know, in the head. Bouncing his head off the ring, so um, yeah, this match really turned out to be about um, Homicide's ears. So, I mean, Steen's getting revenge for Carino, so um, yeah, and then Carino's like, you know, why I only got one earpiece because I can't hear out of this ear, still a lot of from Homicide, so um, but yeah, Nigel McGinnis is very invested. Um, Oh, yeah, once again, Steve Carino puts the old uh, love-hate relationship with uh, Paul Turner and uh, Todd Sinclair, Paul Turner and Todd Sinclair. So, um, you know, Nigel's very invested, um, you know, and then at the end of the match, Homicide goes for the gringo killer. Not my words. That's what they call it. Um, it's the cop killer. Yeah. <laughs> Jacobs distracts Homicide. Uh, homicide and then uh, – Homicide punches him. Steen gets pushed into Jacobs. Jacobs hits the floor. Jacobs tries to crawl back into the ring, kind of funny like a spider. Uh, Sinclair stops in to stop him. Uh, then Kevin Steen, the nut shot, the F sink, and one, two, three. Do you, uh, so Crayon makes the argument that the cop killer is a variation on the pile driver. What, what, what are your thoughts? I mean, he's not wrong. We're dropping someone on their head. What do you feel like? Because we talked about these moves the other day. What's closer to a pile driver, a cop killer, or a burning hammer? It's kind of six. Is probably go with the cop killer. <laughs> you know. So yeah, that broke down into a big discussion. I saw that. So. Um. Yeah, and then uh, Kevin Kelly announces Kevin Steen is still his champion, and Carino's aroused. So that was that was awkward. Again, yep. So uh, now we got uh, 
He's got Eddie Kingston at boiling point. Yeah. Oh, you forgot to you forgot to mention Rhino comes out though, and then yeah, so it's official. Yeah. It's gonna be Rhino versus Kevin Steen at uh at Death Before Dishonor. So also they they point out that this this homicide match was supposed to be at a special live event, but that event fell through. So that's why we got it on TV. Yeah. See, I wasn't. Now, did the event fall through or did the match fall through? I, I was kind of confused by that. I think it's the event because I don't think they do the Spartanburg event. Yeah, I didn't think so either. So I know they got a cage match uh, or there's a cage, like an, inv- an invasion in the cage, something coming up in North Carolina the week before Death Force Honor. But um, yeah, so Will, like we always ask you this time, if this is your first episode of Ring of Honor TV, I'd, I'd be into it. I mean, this was, I think, a standout episode. Like, we've had lately, you know, they're building toward the pay-per-view, toward boiling point, whatever. So, not a whole lot of wheels, but, you know, open with that, the hot opener of the women's match. Something yeah. totally different from what we were used to seeing. And this is our first women's match we've watched in 34 episodes. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, this might be the first women's match in Ring of Honor TV. So, yeah, uh, yeah, and it was awesome. It was an awesome match. So, and then you have Rhino and Eddie Edwards put on a good match, and then you have Steen and Homicide. I mean, that's two excellent workers. What well, you know, you you, you got to expect you're going to get well, yeah. a five star match because you know Meltzer probably didn't give it five stars, but. Well, I was in Baltimore, not in Japan, though, so maybe only four and a half, so. Good old Baltimore. Yeah. Well, with that said, Will, we have a live event. Um, I don't know if it's called pay-per-view, but Boiling Point from Providence, Rhode Island. You ever been to Providence? Nope. Only time I've been to Rhode Island is I technically stopped there when I was on the Amtrak to New York City. Ah. That's beautiful. So, otherwise, I've never actually been to Rhode Island. Yeah, it's a beautiful state. Um, picture I had on my desk for the longest time was me and uh, me and Faith at uh, Nagasaki Beach. Actually, it's called Narragansett. Narragansett. Oh, Narragansett! Damn it! When I lived in, when, when I lived in Massachusetts, I couldn't say Narragansett, so I always called it Nagasaki. So, um, I, mean, I, I was I was willing to roll along with it. So, yeah. so. But, Will, speaking of amazing curtain jerkers, this opening match, we have Roderick Strong versus our boy, our Twitter friend, Mike Mondo. No, no, he's he's your Twitter friend. He doesn't respond to my posts about his matches. He responds to yours. Well, for now, so, I mean. Big we'll, time. Big time Motspock over here. You know, I mean, like I said, life goals. Um you know, I, I did put this this match over on Twitter, but seriously, um, this match fucking ruled. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, you know, we say a lot of times, you know, styles make fights, and boy, just these are two dudes that are very, very similar styles, and, and it worked. It, it was stiff. Yeah, there was a couple of shots here and there where it's like, is that a receipt? Like, are they actually getting a little choppy with each other? Like. Because they were hitting each other hard. Yeah, it was 
Yeah. Um, you know, these two are very similar, not only in the ring, but out of the ring. And uh, both of them got motors. I mean, both these guys can go all day if they wanted to. So, um, yeah, and once again, Mike Mondo busting out a new move, that weird uh, figure four arm lock headstand into the bridge thing. He, he went for it, except for Roger Strong could just reach over and slap him in the chest. So, Yeah, but it was effective for while, while it lasted, so. I don't know why I didn't slap him when he was pulling on the handstand, but I thought it was a cool move. I mean, I've never seen that before. So, and I just love Nigel's like, yeah, that's uh, when uh, Roddy punched him. He's like, yeah, that's how you get out of that. So, um, but yeah, and then, uh, oh yeah, that's uh, like speaking of receipts. So I don't know if this is a mistake, but that headbutt, oh no, that um, that uh, chop headbutt sequence. You know, Roddy would chop him, Mondo would headbutt him, blah, blah, and then that final headbutt. Dude. It was, those shots were rough. Like, they were, like, there was, it was more than just putting mustard on that. Like, they were, it was fast, it was hard. Yeah, it was, it was, it was something to be seen, so. Yeah, and then Mondo busts Roddy's nose wide open. He broke uh, his nose. Yeah. But, yeah, and Roddy just, I mean, you know, went on like a champ. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so I even got in my notes. This was so good, Will. I watched it at regular speed. So, I, I didn't even fast forward. So. That's, that's impressive. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't fast forward through Mike Mondo anyway. No, I mean, it depends on, the you know, the match, but – uh. Yeah, but dude, I mean, I, I I can't say it enough. Go back and watch Smash. Uh, but at the end of it, um, obviously Roddy, after a hell of a bout, gets the stick kick after the win. Uh, Roddy broke his nose and Mondo separated his shoulder. So that's how you know it's good. Yeah. So Will, we've got a match for a Ring of Honor contract. We do. We got four corner survival. We've got Matt Tables, um, friend of uh, Ring of Honor Revelry, and also we've got Vinny Marsiglia, and we've got QT Marshall, not friend of Ring of Honor Revelry, and uh, the former WWE heartthrob Antonio Thomas. Now, I didn't see if Thomas did much after this, but I'm not sure. So, um, but it was pretty funny, he... Thomas. Him and his tag team partnered some stuff on the indies. And then they had a small stint in the E as a team called the Heartthrobs. Yeah. But they didn't really do a whole lot. Yeah. But I guess yeah, I guess he's still a personal trainer. So I mean that's good on him. So um I thought it was very cool to see, you know, the at least three out of the four talents. You know, it's like obviously Taven and Vinny are there for a while and you know become become mainstay. So I was surprised when, uh, you know, jumping ahead to the end of the match. Yeah. I kind of expected it to be Vinny or Matt Taven to get the win. Yeah. And it, but was, it wasn't. Yeah, it was QT Marshall. Yeah. And uh, people give QT Mar- uh, shit, but dude's got a great in-ring IQ. Um, yeah, he basically gets the pin on Taven. It was pretty funny because 
the one guy they were toting, you know, and, and this Antonio Thomas guy, uh, big in the match. I mean, of the of the of the four, he's the one that's you know. So, yeah, fun match, not bad, but uh, um, no, it's, I, I was surprised by the victory. You know, the the running dominator, whatever he calls it. Yeah, but it's, it's a running dominator. You got the win. Some great sequences where they're working together, but it's also you need to get the win, not your tag team partner. Yeah. It's like the where QT's got him up for the stalling suplex. And he tags in, hits the crossbar, and QT's like, what are you doing? And he's like, trying to win. Stupid. Yeah. So, uh, next, another match that really actually surprised me, uh, Brutal Bob versus Adam Cole. Obviously, Brutal Bob has been uh, as the trainer and mentory of Michael Bennett, also his second. Um, a very awkward comment right off the bat where uh, Nigel's like, yeah, there's more questions on Bob's birth certificate than Obama's. I was like, all right, that's a very Jim Cornette. Actually, Cornette. no, not a Cornette, but it's, yeah. I mean, it's 2012, I guess. I guess that it is, but... Uh, um, but yeah, then Brutal Bob cuts an awkward promo. Little boy, real man, or Adam Cole's a little boy and he's a real man. But, um, but yeah, but at the end of the day, it matches super solid. Um, Brutal Bob's a little bit older, but I mean, a dude's a hand, you know, a dude can work. Um, yeah. you know, and uh, this is the first time we really kind of see Adam Cole as a favorite in a match. Um, yeah, yeah, and he took a, a beating, but he showed he's definitely got a vicious, uh, vicious streak with some kick to the knees and you know that vicious super kick. So, and they throw in a, I don't know, a figure four for the win. So, yeah, decent yeah. match, better than it, I mean on paper would not, I would not have been as intrigued. So, and then at the end of the match, once again, Mike Bennett, Maria Canales come out, they jump out of Cole. Sir Del Rey comes in, clears house, blah, 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 blah. So, yeah. You know, and then they talk about how they're, they're meeting up later. So, um, next, for a match out of nowhere, um, class, we got Michael Elgin versus Charlie Haas. Definitely your classic uh, veteran versus breakout star match. Um. You know, and uh, obviously Truth Martini gets on the mic as he usually does. Halls of Truth is fine. Um, you know, he signed or uh, he signed for a tag team title match, but Elgin signed for a world title. Strong says he's on strike. Blah 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 blah. Um, but man, these two really—I mean, obviously Charlie Haas is ha- Haas. Charlie Haas is—I mean, he's not one. He is a Haas. He is a Haas. But I mean, I mean, dude's a magician in the ring. I mean, obviously. So these two he's, got the, he's got his new look. He's got the, the pants with like the cow skulls on it because they're filling him from being uh, Dallas, Texas. Yeah. Um, Maybe Bradshaw will be his tag team partner. That'd be hilarious. I wouldn't bet on it, but, you know, it'd be funny. Um, yeah, during the match, obviously, Roddy comes down, distracts, and uh, but yeah, but Charlie Haas puts on a clinic here how to work a body part, mainly Michael Elgin's knee. It just yeah. makes sense. You gotta, you, gotta take out, you gotta take out the big man. I mean, you got a big, strong boy like that. If you can't walk, you can't fight. Yeah. How's he gonna pick you up and power bomb you into the corner? Yeah, he can't pick you up. Um, yeah, and then uh, 
And then Roddy comes down, call, he's at ringside, causing all kinds of havoc, drinking beer, the whole kick caboodle. Because um, there's there's also it's a mess, Tom. It's all a mess. Yeah. Um, Elgin goes for the power bomb. Roddy straights up, spits beer in his face. Um, yeah, El- Elgin gets riled up and you know, rolled up with a handful of tights, and the Hoss wins the match. And then after the match, uh, you know, Elgin threats, uh, threatens Truth Martini. So, yeah, another fun match. And then, yeah. uh, so, and then uh, this is uh, the first time we've actually referred to them as scum, but we've got uh, Dem Boys versus uh, Carino and Jacobs. Um, yeah, they uh, was on the TV episode where they asked him. They bring up, I don't remember exactly where in the show, you know, if I took notes, I'd know these things, but they bring up, it's like, you've been calling you guys, you guys have been calling yourself scum. It's like, where did that come from? He's like, we're just the scum of the earth, baby. Like, Yeah. And they kind of meant, they kind of went over it, Um, actually this TV episode, because Truth called them scum too, so I'll have to, I'll have to dig into that, so, um, but yeah, obviously this is just a, a slugfest. Um, and I loved every second of it, obviously. I'm going to say, for the thousandth time, Will, I'll probably say this, I've said this a thousand times before, and I'll say it a thousand times again, Mark Briscoe is a national fucking treasure. Um, yeah. And to be honest with you, Jimmy Jacobs is a great dance partner for him. So those they had a lot of fun. So, yeah, in the end of the match, uh, Mark gets uh, Steve laid out on the floor, Jake messes up a slice, or Jacobs messes up a slice bread. They get him in Doomsdays for the one, two, three, and uh, them boys win. But uh, scum, they don't even acknowledge it. Yeah, and they're just like, yeah, we didn't even, we didn't, we didn't lose. So, and then uh, real quick, uh, we're going to intermission. Will and then uh, during intermission, we get uh, highlights of the Kingston versus Steen uh, program. Um, from previous weeks, and uh, as Ring of Honor likes to do, we get it three times. So, but yeah, so I'm sorry, Tom. I'm breaking down the fourth wall here. I'm, I'm kind of in and out, I'm exhausted, even though I haven't done anything today except for watch the cats because I need to get poop samples for the vet. Huh. And of course, these things shit like machines until <laughs> I need. To procure samples. Yeah, I got you. But um, did we touch on the crumbling of House of Truth? Um, a little bit. I mean, I don't, I don't remember if that happened. Before. I was trying to remember how it fit in because they're talking, and it's like I'm getting a title shot. Then it's like, hold on, buddy. Truth says I'm getting their title shot. Yeah. Yeah, that was before. Yeah, that was before the um, Haas and Elgin match. That's right. That was early. Yeah. So they. Yeah. So basically, I I didn't put down good notes, but basically, Elgin talked to management. He's getting a world title shot, and Roddy's like, "No, that's my title shot." Yeah. Um, yeah. Truth said, "I'm getting your title shot." Yeah, and Elgin's like, "Well, I talked to the people that make said matches, so, so." Yeah, looks like my cat's also eating my wife's dinner. So I mean, it's good. I cats. They they do that. India didn't really go for people food. These cats, 
they want to know what you got. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe we'll have to have a cat play date one of these days. So well, Will, we are coming up on another fuck you zoom break here real quick. Yeah. Uh, so all right, high fivers. We'll see you in a couple seconds. All right, high fivers. We are back for the home stretch here. The final hour of uh as Will coined the phrase, we are going to get to our boiling point. Uh, next, we have a two out of three falls. Um, Tomasa Ciampa versus Jay Lethal. Obviously, it's not the first time we've seen them wrestle. Um, but did you notice that Ciampa's knee was fucked up right off the bat? Like, before the yeah. match started? Okay. It wasn't just me. He's had, he's had knee issues, like, his whole career, basically, right? I think so, yeah. Um, Actually happens, but Tommaso Champa only accompanied by R.D. Evans. Evans, no Princess Mia, obviously no Nana. Yeah, so the embassy is done, or is it? Dun dun dun. Um, yeah, but yeah, Champa, uh, you know, plays the psychopath. Um, you know, pretty well. He's sitting in the corner, acting all crazy. Out uh, R.D. Evans goes to shake Jay Lethal's hands, and Champa comes out firing. Um, yeah, but yeah, like Will said, like, I mean, his, his knee was hurt from the get-go, um, but he gets, you know, Jay Lethal, um, monkey flips him and he lands on his knee and he goes outside and that's when they say the knee injury happened. Um, but kudos to to Ciampa. I mean, this looks serious. I mean, he, he gutted this whole thing out, so. Um, This is a hell of a match, Tom. I'm not going to lie. I, I forgot that it was two out of three falls when it started and I missed the first fall. That was quick. So when the, the second fall happened, I was like, whoa. Second, like, I missed the first fall. I mean, because I was watching this at 1 a.m. Yeah. Uh, yeah, basically just right off I, the bat. I, mean, I, was, I, was, I was into this. Wow. It, I enjoyed the ending. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, the first fall. bits on the outside. Oof. Ooh, that was... Um... Artie Evans taking the bump. Yeah. Well, I just loved how he was going. Well, I mean, we'll get to that real quick. But yeah, just real quick, the first fall, uh, Lethal gets a lethal injection, uh, but Ciampa kicks out. But then Lethal gets a quick lethal combination for a quick pin. I mean, it was within two minutes. Oh, there's a kitty. Oh, there's two kitties. Chico, there's kitties on the TV. Chico, come here. Sorry. We, yeah, cat talk. Chico, you want to see your cousins? Come here. Come here. Come here. Sorry, high fivers. Boom, cat time. Ugh. All right, someday this might be a video podcast and you all can see the cats too, but until then. Hey, Uncle Will. You see? See the kitties? Um, but yeah, I mean, with that quick pin, I was or that quick um that quick falls, like, is this match gonna go quick? But uh yeah, like Will says they battle the outside. Uh, Champa moves the mats, uh, but Lethal suplexes Champa right onto the the concrete, yeah. floor, which is actually carpeting. He he rips off Nigel's headset. Yeah, says I'm gonna break the son of a bitch's back. Yeah, and then uh, R.D. Evans goes for a DDT on Lethal, uh, but Lethal switches. Actually, a pretty slick move in front uh, of the referee. Yeah, I mean, yeah, disqualification for Champa. Yeah, but uh. 
at the end of, at the end of the day, uh, Champa battles back and ends up getting um, not the best Project Champa uh, ever for the second fall, but you know, obviously Nigel kind of explains the logistics. Uh, you got a hurt knee like that, and he kind of explains how Champa kind of hit it on the soft uh, sauce bar. But man, this final fall, um, yeah, like Will said, I mean, it was about five six minutes of pretty intense action. Um, I love the you know, the spot where he, he's chopping our. Lethal's chomping, uh, chomp on the ropes, and Lethal's kind of, or Chomp was kind of doing the teeter totter on the on the mid rope. Uh, love that spot. Um, yeah, a couple false finishes, a really nasty air raid crash on apron uh, from Chomp onto Lethal. Um, yeah, part of, part of the ring. Yeah, then uh, R.D. Evans runs interference uh, after getting his ass handed to him a couple times. Uh, and he had the the standing. Lethal injection just busts out a backflip. Yeah, what happened? Cutter. But what happened before that, though? I don't remember. So, yeah, lethal. Oh, actually, first Chompa low blows lethal. Uh, but it's oh, that's Nana. right. Yeah, and then uh, Nana comes out, whips RD's RD Evans' ass. Uh, Chompa nails Nana over the railing, but while and then uh, Chompa comes back, and then while Todd Sinclair's got his back turned, lethal actually hits a low blow on Chompa. And then he does the standing lethal injection for the win. So, I, I was impressed by the standing lethal injection where he just busts out. He didn't want to run the ropes because uh, Artie Evans was just there. So he was yeah. backflip, cutter. For the win. For the uh, win. But Will, um, Prince Nana obviously has got heat with Artie Evans, uh, which yeah. with Jay Lethal. But Jay Lethal doing some some heel tactics here, Will. Um, are we going to see heel Jay Lethal? Time will tell. Um, but yeah, and then they sold it. I mean, Champa um, got lifted, you know, helped out of the ring and everything. So it's a second purse, or well, yeah. So kudos yeah, to he, um, he, he needed help getting uh, getting back. Yeah. So um, yeah, but then it was we a great match. Yeah, I was. I mean, pleasantly surprised because I mean, Champa was hurt right out. I mean, he was hurt going into the match. It was obvious. Um, kudos to him. Kudos to uh, Kevin Kelly and Nigel for trying to, you know, to mask that. But uh, but next we've got a mixed tag team match. Uh, so this is um, this is Ring of Honor. So it's mixed tag team. So women can be fighting men in this match. Yeah, they don't. It's not like the E where they force you to swap. So uh, and, that's uh, a great interplay with uh, Sarah Del Rey and uh, Mike, Mike Bennett. Yeah. And uh, Eddie Edwards, and, I mean, Maria, too. And I, honestly, this match was a bit more competitive than I thought it was going to be. Obviously, we're big Mike Bennett fans. Uh, guy oh, is a stud athlete. Uh, but Maria did, I mean, obviously, she played a great shit heel in here. But, I mean, she served her purpose. Yeah. Because um, I think she's trained by, was she trained by Brutal Bob, too? So, no, she's got some in-ring experience, I guess. So, um, she was trained by... I think so. Um, who knows? Um, but because I think she's from the Midwest, but I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, and then uh, I really like that spot where um, Edwards tries pulling, busting off the Spanish fly on Bennett, but Bennett just lands on his feet. Um, obviously, those two guys aren't known for their aerial skills, but um. Yeah, and then and then the end of the match happened. Will 
So Eddie Edwards uh, has the ankle lock. Um, one grab, Maria slaps him a couple times. Uh, Sarah Del Rey comes in, just blasts her. I mean, he didn't. She not hold back. I'll give her that. Uh, Maria took a shot, and then uh, she grabs Maria's leg, and then Maria's uh, able to squig out, and she goes under the ring. Uh, but then Sarah Del Rey follows her under and comes up with Maria's clothes. Yep, that's uh, that's what we went with the the women kind of undoing a little bit of the the good nature that TV provided, where it was a solid women's match. The pay per view match ended with oh, I yanked off this other woman's clothes. Tee. Bobby Cruz gave up his jacket. Yeah. Nine Joel was all horned up about potentially unclothed Murray Canals under the ring. So, um, yeah, I mean, Edwards takes advantage because, uh, you know, Sarah Del Rey throws Maria's top at Bennett. And he's all in a tizzy and uh, they win. But, uh, yeah, Nigel got pretty creepy. Um, and kudos to Bobby Cruz for covering her up. And then uh, we got a thank you, Sarah Chant. And I'm not sure if that was thank you for beating up Maria, thank you for being a great wrestler, or thank you for ripping her. It's probably a little bit of, kind of a little bit of all of that, because, I mean, like you said, there's no Ring of Honor women's division. Yeah. So this is probably Sarah Del Rey is going to be like, oh, like this was what she was brought in to do. Yeah. So um, I hope they don't waste her talent. She's... She's a fucking megastar. I mean, she, she's she's great. So she's one of, one of the first women I gravitated to when I came back into wrestling. So, um, yeah, I mean, besides the ending, a, a pretty solid and competitive match, well-written, great stories told. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, there weren't any really weaknesses in the match. So um, no, I, I was very, like I said, I was quite pleased this morning, you know, between my honor club working again. <laughs> And once I could watch this on my laptop, or was it crashing every twenty minutes? I, I, I was, you know, it didn't feel super long. Yeah, some of these live events feel like a drag, but yeah. I was very happy with Boiling Point, you know, especially when you were talking about megastars, Kevin Steen, Eddie Kingston. Yeah. I don't care what CM Punk says about Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, CM Punk even said it. he's not his favorite Kingston wrestler. So, um, yeah, to our main event um, that we got a, a, re, a preview of uh, three times intermission. I don't get why they don't get that fixed, but that is what it is. Um, but yeah, Kevin Steen versus Eddie Kingston. And uh, another D- no DQ match will surprise, surprise, That's right? Right, right before it starts. Let me holler at you, play Um, I mean, I don't know why you would put you know, you're trying to get a title off of Kevin Steen, and yeah, Kevin- that they point that out in commentary too. Uh, which Carino struggled to get into at first because the headset wasn't uh, yeah, wasn't always working, but they said you know, the numbers game is an advantage to Steen. Steen and them are more apt to use a weapon. So this no disqualification uh, stipulation kind of benefits more 
Kevin Steen. Or Kevin Steen than it does the challenger. And obviously we're okay with that, but um but yeah, I mean, like you said, yeah, Karina wasn't on commentary long. Um because <laughs> Kingston popped him, right? Yeah. Um <clears throat> excuse me. Oof, I'm seeing stars. Ah. Ah. Tom's not gonna make it. I'm not gonna make it. This the show's spiraling. We're almost done. Um we're almost done. Tell you what, Tom. That table spot. Yep. So Steen sets up a table. But he sets it leg side up. Loved it. And power bombing the fuck out of Eddie Kingston. Like, yeah, that power bomb fucked. Kingston's down. Like Kingston's like keeps touching the back of his head, make sure he's not bleeding. Like yeah. all the refs come out. And then you got a question, is it over? Because they're they're wheeling Eddie Kingston out. Like Yeah. This might be done. But then, you know, Kevin Steen says, oh, you're just being a pussy. And then all of a sudden, Eddie Kingston's good to go. Well, there was a little bit before that. Um, there Kevin, was a lot of bit of time. Like, Eddie Eddie was down for a while. Yeah. Just because, like, yeah, Steen was on the mic for a while. First, he gets into it with a fan. And he says, I can hear everything you're saying, asshole. And I'm going to go up over there, rip your huge ears off and eat them. And um, besides what I look like, I am the baddest motherfucker on the planet. Um, and he talks about how he loves how Jim, you know, gives Jim Cornette a thumbs up. He's like, yeah, bring up people on the roster, you know, that are on the roster. Because when I injure them, you're not going to be liable. And then uh, at the end of it, yeah, they're wheeling Kingston out. And uh, Eddie Kingston earlier had said this match was for his, uh, his boy, Larry Sweeney, who had never won a world title. And uh, yeah, Steen's like, yeah. Kingston, Eddie's Larry Sweeney thinks you're a pussy. And Kingston fires back up. Oh, he's firing up. He's ripping the straps off. He's, he's ready to go. Um, yeah, and they, uh, they battle for a while, um, but obviously Kingston's too injured. Uh, takes some brutal chair shots. Uh, Eddie gets up, flips off Steen, uh, bites him in the face, and then uh, Steen uh, puts him uh, the F-sink on some chairs for the win. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, right into match, those chairs. This match pretty much went as uh, as expected. Um, yeah, I mean, Steve's obviously going to carry that title for a while. At least a year. At least we hope so. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, he's got to face Randall with that before dishonor will. But uh, did you see the end when Kevin Steen got out of the ring and he punched that fan right in the face? Or he, he face palmed that one fan and turned around and punched his buddy. I don't remember seeing that on the feed, so no. Well, uh, I'd seen that before, so um, I'm assuming that's got to be a plant. Yeah, it's somebody they know. or um, Yeah, but it was pretty funny because there's a guy in a Kevin Steen shirt right next to him. Um, so, yeah, that was pretty But I mean, he caught him, you know, it was, you know, so. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, all in all, Will, like you said, I mean, this this pay-per-view flew by in a good way. This It um, was a pleasant surprise because the last couple like live events have kind of felt like a drag. It's kind of felt like a chore to get. There's been a lot of like is the the Beer City beatdown or Brew City beatdown, whatever it's called. Like we had like the here's all the FCW kids. It's like okay, we didn't have that on this pay per view. Yeah, everything tied. Did everything? I think everything tied in with like an ongoing story that they currently have. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, Elgin and Elgin and Haas was just kind of random, but it worked. Yeah. Just two Texas boys. Yeah, beating the piss out. So, um, but yeah, even the brutal Bob Adam Cole match, I mean, that was just a pleasant surprise. But I mean, dude, that, I mean, that opener, I definitely matched the year contender for me. Um, I mean, go, go out of your way, high fivers. I'm going to try and find a link to that match. But I mean, and I'm not just saying that because it's Mike Mondo. I mean, it was legit an awesome match. I mean, I'm probably going to watch it again tomorrow morning. I'd say it was, it was the best match. Yeah. Best match on the card, easy. Yeah, by far. Keen, and, Keen I mean, and Kingston gave you exactly what you thought it was going to be. But on paper, I think you read Mike Mondo, Roger Strong. You're like, all right, this will this will be pretty good. But it's like, oh, it's going to be like really good. Yeah. So, I mean, it's good enough. I say I watched it in, in normal speed, and I even texted Will about it and even tweeted about it on the Twitter machine. So, so yeah. Um, yeah, all in all, a good week of uh, of Ring of Honor wrestling. Uh, definitely, you know, if I had randomly seen this pay-per-view, you know, I'd definitely be more invested. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens with this tag tournament going. But, uh before we pull this train to the station, Will, you got uh, anything you want to put over? Or you got anything uh, you need to tell the high fivers? Coming from uh, from our, G- our Oakland nominated podcaster. No, um, I apologize. I wasn't a little more active, but uh, it was. I was very pleased. Like you know, Tom and I took last week off because Tom was traveling. And part of me did have kind of like the, oh, I've got to watch the live event and I've got to watch a TV. But I watched the TV first. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty, that was pretty good. Yeah. And then it's like, we'll start this live event. And then the opener happened. It's like, wow, what a, what a way to start the show. Yeah. So. The future, the future is bright. So I mean, they haven't, uh, they haven't dipped to their their fighting February's level. So that's good. You know, there's been some some lulls, but not like there was. So you know, they're they're getting a little better about not having so many stories that can't actually have stuff added to them. Yeah, on the weekly TV basis. Yeah. <clears throat> You know, and uh, we'll see what they do with this tag team tournament. So, I mean, you got any predictions? No, I mean, it's it's a really weird setup they've got where, you know, every title, every match Dean has is going to be a title match. Except for the cage match that's coming up where it's Scum versus the Briscoes and Rhett Titus. Yeah. 
Gotcha. So you're constantly playing. It's like, oh, like, Rhino's got the match at Death Before Dishonor. It's like, all right, well, there's however many weeks from here to there. Yeah, well, I mean, it's... And I say however many weeks because you factor in when the event actually happens, where they're at, and the content they've got taped. Well, I think, unless I misheard it wrong, I'm not sure if they're going to do... Because they got the tag tournament in the semifinals and finals. The last three matches are going to be at Death Before Dishonor. But I think they're doing one match one week, two matches the next week, and another. So that's at least three weeks, um, if not four. So I don't know. Like I said, do you got any predictions for the tag team tournament, though? I mean, I love no, them, it's... but I like to see them with all the titles for a while. Yeah, I. I'm curious to see who the partners picked are. Yeah. I think it'd be a good opportunity to maybe bring in some people for like one or two matches, depending on how you get the tournament booked out. Yeah. Like I could see Haas getting a partner who maybe they win, you know, their first match and maybe another match, but they're not going to win the whole thing. You know, that's going to go to somebody. It's going to go to like the Briscoes or the Young Bucks or. Maybe CNC Wrestle Factor. I hope so. I mean, yeah, I'm not sure if this would be the maybe the Bravado Brothers. It could be the Bravado Brothers back from Japan. Um, yeah, I just kind of hope it's the four true tag teams in the end. But um, I don't know. Maybe That's Charles how it should be right. You're, you're, shouldn't your tag teams be beating thrown together tag teams? Yeah, you know they're not really thrown together. Like they have the benefit of they're picking their partner. They yeah, should be able to, to function, but you never know. Yeah, I'll chuckle Charlie Haas's partner's uh Matt Hardy. So you never know. So all right. Well, I appreciate you sticking this out with me, my friend. It's good to see you. Um and high fives everybody. So yes, I will I will, I promise I'll be in better condition next week. It's just been a week. It's been a long day. It's been a long couple weeks. Yeah, for sure. So I didn't going on. So and it's, I, it's I know you would, to work tomorrow. I know you missed me, Will. So I knew, I completely understand. So yeah, it was tough. I was like, damn, Wednesday's rolling around, and I don't have to work. I don't have to stay up and record Ring of Honor Revelry. Yeah. What do I do? I went to bed early. Wow. <laughs> Crazy. So, all right, high fivers. Well, um, you know, thanks to everybody. Obviously, and all thanks to Chad Diesel. I will see you guys on Sunday. Um, and we'll do a bunch of more thank yous next week. So, Will, I'll see you next week, my friend. We'll see you next week, Tom.